Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Two-Headed Serpent. It was written by Paul Fricker, Scott Dorward, Matthew Sanderson, and edited by Mike Mason, and it's available at the Chaosium website. Our game master is Matthew Sanderson, and this is episode four. Now for the recap. You're listening to WITD Radio. Coming to you live from the Bancroft Building in downtown Arkham, WITD Radio is proud to present The Two-Headed Serpent! In our last episode, as the Frost Brothers, Magnus and Connor, were investigating a strange glowing machine in the forests of Bolivia, they were suddenly attacked from above by a monkey with a flamethrower. Always on the alert, they managed to jump out of the way, turn and fire, and dispatch the monkey with very little effort. The others saw and heard the attack and came quickly. Hotfield was sure that the spherical object had been some sort of transport, and the heroes collected six other flame guns from the wreckage as well as the control panel. Secretly, back at the camp, Gerhard Heinrich, a known occultist, explained to Johnny Adovino the use of a magical spell of communication using a black candle. That could come in handy. Just then, there was the sound of a distant explosion. Following the rising smoke, our heroes made their way through the forest to a 50-foot-wide hole. The stone covering having been dynamited, it revealed an endless spiral staircase leading down, down, down into the bowels of the earth. Could this be the remains of one of the five pillars? If so, the soldiers were opening them one by one for some reason. By the placement of three of the pillars, our heroes were able to determine where the temple would be. But first, they wanted to deal with the eight soldiers they knew had not yet ventured into the pit. Before they could do anything, Johnny, the angel, always ahead of the game, snuck away to explore the pit for himself. It's then that he heard something slithering up the staircase. He ran to alert the others, who immediately took cover in the woods. A vile, terrible, black, oozing creature, similar to the one blown to bits earlier, came flowing from the pit. It seemed to have reacted to the explosion as well. Having found nothing, it slowly began to return. Then, suddenly, Magnus seemed to go into a trance, only to leap to his feet and throw hand grenades into the pit after it. There was a blast and an unearthly screaming. Magnus descended after it. The angel followed. As they saw the injured thing, Magnus used the flame gun to light it ablaze. And the surprise, it burned. They knew now they had an effective weapon against the terrible black ooze. Once regaining the surface, the heroes joined together to locate the remaining soldiers. They didn't have to look far. They were waiting at the center of the circle of pillars at what could only be the temple partially risen from the earth. It took very little effort to dispatch their forces, but once again, one of the soldiers, the same one as before, managed to escape. But in the brawl, the heroes managed to capture not only one of the Bolivian soldiers, but one of the snake people. Returning back to camp, 
They were preparing to interrogate the snake man. But first, they wanted to remove its false human skin. The horror of the moment proved too much for Kana Frost to handle, and he unloaded his gun into the face of the creature. Would the heroes ever get the chance to question one of these snake people? Would the escaped soldier bring more reinforcements? And what would the heroes find in the strange corkscrew temple rising out of the earth? Stay tuned to this station and find out for yourselves in the further adventures of... The Two-Headed Serpent! So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Matthew? Alright, thank you very much, Tom. So, we have the sun slowly arcing through the sky. We have the relatively deserted village and a camp now. Um, almost deserted, but with a nice smell and aroma of nice home-cooked food wafting through the air. As you've been over the course of probably an hour or so, um, slowly bringing the one surviving human soldier that you brought back to the camp, uh, bringing him back to a compass mentis state and being able to talk to him. So as he's nursing a, a bowl of freshly cooked uh, chicken broth, um, he is very open to talk to you. You've co coaxed a few details out of him so far that is named, um, he is a private Guerrera, um, says call me Baldo. But yeah, it's over to you guys. Well, uh, well while they're um, interrogating the uh, soldier, I want to take uh, this um, snake creature and do a field dissection. Does it have two hearts? Does it... Mm. Hey, uh, physiologically, it's very similar just to a regular snake, just that it's evolved um, arms and legs, so that it's is very much just a an extension of what you would be familiar with a normal snake. You do find um, venom snack, uh, sacks, for instance, so you, you are fully aware. Then, if this thing was to have got up close and personal and tried to bite you, yeah, this would be a problem. You, you would be having a bad day. Put it that way. And so, yeah, what what you are familiar with in terms of regular snakes extend that to in size and proportion with arms and legs and that's pretty much what you've got but it's there's also there's certain elements to the scales which make you think that this isn't pretend uh, this isn't going to be just like one particular breed that you might have snakes which are coming for almost like different uh, genealogical trees in um, yeah that you could have a snake which is maybe resembling a coral snake. You could have a snake, uh, a snake which is more reminiscent of a cobra. They, they could be variations in this in the species. All right. Now, if possible, without endangering myself, I would like to try and take one of those um, poison sacks and put it into a glass vial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's. Well, it's not twitching and it's not moving, so yeah, so you can you can extract that and have a probably have a couple of vials that you can fill there. Excellent. All right, and I'll let be doing now while these guys are interrogating them. Mm -hmm. So, Baldo, uh, here's some uh, this nice chicken soup, the second bowl. Hopefully, it'll make you feel better. These guys are going to talk to you. They're going to ask you some questions. Um, try to answer their questions. 
Connor, you come with me. You're going to come over here and you're going to watch. You're going to keep God. Yeah, he speaks a bit of broken English. Um, you know, I won't try the accent because I'm, I'm terrible at accents. He nods and look, uh, looks to you gratefully. Says, "Yes, uh, I will. I, I will try to help." Guys, he's all yours. Let him eat his soup, though. This is more say, your uh, realm than it is mine. That's fair enough. Um, all right. So, what can you tell us about these uh, these snake people? Well, we honestly don't know how this how this has all come to to where it is. Look, looking back on it, it just doesn't make much, if if any, sense that we were. En route to do mop up, um, we were going to be patrolling the area here after the um, after the enemy withdrew and headed um, headed further north. Um, we weren't expecting any confrontations around here. A lot of us were very grateful that we were going to be kind of behind the front line, but quite quite a way behind the front line. But it's. It's hard to say when things started going different, but it must have been shortly before we arrived here that the the three officers were uh, so Captain uh, Lafonte, um, Sergeant Ang Anglo, and uh, Lieutenant Rodriguez started acting differently. Um, the captain in particular, but um, he gave this long, um, really powerful, potent speech. Um, he did it a few, a couple of times. Um, it almost sounded making making him sound more like a uh, more like a priest or politician the way he spoke, rather than a soldier. But he ins he just gave this inspiring, commanding speech to say that our orders had changed. That we were now going to be searching for um, for enemy encampments. That he he said that they had they had booby trapped or laid some kind of trap in the area that we were to go through and disable them um, before another uh, before anyone else turned up to try and build a uh, build a base operations here and try to push the front line back. And so he, that was the uh, that was the stones that you're blowing up. Yes, yeah, we found we found one of them um, that had already been broke uh, broken open. The um, the battle, had, an artillery shell had broken it open, and then another, we found another group us found another one of these things um, thick in the forest. Um, we dynamited it and then retreated away, believing that at least the captain believed that another group. I presume he meant. You people, he does a sweeping gesture with his hand. Um, that you people had come to the, the aid camp and had attacked one of our one of our patrols already, and that we were to lie in wait for you at this this thing that had come out of the ground. He he was he told us we didn't need to worry about it, so we didn't worry about it. But I'm getting right. How how can I not worry about this? Suddenly, this thing corkscrewing out of the ground—it it makes no sense. 
It's alright. It's alright. Eat your soup. Um. Now, tell me when the uh, when this captain made uh, made his speech, his sermon, as you put it. Did uh, any of your other uh, fellow soldiers start to act a little funny, like a little as if they were in a trance, or maybe they were under the influence of some uh, alcohol or drug? Well, if if you put it like that, I suppose the the best way we describe that we were drunk on his words. His his words had power, and honestly, when when he said jump, we would jump. It was it was almost as though we were under his under his sway, like a like under his some kind of spell. Right. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, at this point, I'm going to uh, kind of lean over to Angel and sort of whisper into his ear. I'm going to say, "Yeah." Uh, so it sounds like we shouldn't let these guys talk, because if they get the chance to talk, it could mean trouble for us. I think it's only the ones that have the suit on. It's mm. the ones that have been taken. They could be some kind of like shaman or some kind of thing for the their culture. Right, right, right. So, um, uh, what was the the name again? Globus, Globus. Uh, uh Baldo. Of course, Baldo. Baldo. Right. Mm. That's a tough one. It's a tough one to get. Um, when when you're a commander was given these speeches did did he sound different as if his voice had changed or maybe he extended out an s was it more breathy or more hmm, for lack of a better term more hissy than normal yeah now now you mention it in, in retrospect yes i mean it sound sounded like he had a lisp for a for a while um i never Particularly noticed before. I mean, the the captain was always very, um, very taciturn, very uh, a man of few words. Hmm. Nice. He certainly found them. Did he ever say anything about a woman? Mm, no. Or where he was getting his orders from? Oh, I, I think he mentioned he was married a, a long time ago, but. Did um, do, do you know? Do you guys have a camp somewhere? Do you guys have a a, a base that you guys stay at? Go back yeah, to. He, he points to the row of tents over where you saw the original two guards. Um, but they were looking after those. Yeah, we took over a corner of the of the aid camp. We we were using this as our base of operations, just because there was more resources here. Right. Captain said it was it was fair game that they were in the middle of a war zone and that we were the army we could come in and take whatever we wanted. Right. Mm -hmm. Here, uh, and I'm going to pull out a, a. Do you smoke? Do you want a cigarette? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, take a cigarette out, hand it Glad to him, it. light it for him. Um, you you take it easy, Bogle. We're not. We mean you no harm, right? You just fill up. You know, if it, we'll, we'll t uh, tend to your wounds and stuff like that, and uh, we'll try and get you to safety. Hey, not I, I, I am grateful. Um, I never wanted to be involved in conflict or warfare in the first place. I just want this whole thing to be over and me to go home to my family. Yeah, we understand that. So, 
let me ask you just one more thing. I say one more thing, but who knows, it may lead to more. You say one was hit by a mortar shell. One of the was hit by a mortar shell, and one you guys blew up. That's right. Could you show us, if I were to hand you a map, could you show us which one was first and in what order these things were blown? Sure. Uh, cool. He okay. points on um, on the regular map, I presume you're giving him, not the one with the Nakal script on it. I was just going to grab Gerhardt's and then hand it to him, or show him it makes me. Okay. If it's the one with the search pattern that's already been marked out on it, the cent the dot at the centre that's o over the ford where the battlefield is, that was the first one to get blown up. Okay. And that was the one that was hit by the artillery shell. And then the one further north, going round anti-clockwise um, at the edge of the pentacle, that's the next one that got blown up. Okay. Excellent. I guess I did only have one question. Enjoy your soup. Yeah. Um, I'm going to gesture for for Johnny to kind of um, kind of step a little bit away from um, from Volvo, and um, and I'm going to say, uh, listen about uh, about the, these pillars that have been blowing up, and and this this things appeared out of the ground. Now, our uh, our friend from before he said that there was five pillars. So it sounds only two have been unlocked, and I'm a little worried about this. Uh, there's still at least one guy still out there um, that could be, you know, laying in wait trying to play some tricks on us. So I think once once everyone's kind of rested up and well, maybe we should go and uh, go and have a look at the temple that me and Connor found. When you snatched this guy up. Was he part of that detachment that the other guy ran away from? Yeah, he was in that group that were lying in wait for us uh, out, like near the temple. Um, yeah. But we we were able to sneak around behind him and, and come at, come at him from the top. Did he see the guy run away? Oh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, no, possibly. I think Connor might have got to him before he saw the other guy mm. run away. He might have knocked him out before that. Because we could probably get an idea. We should ask him if he knows who got away. Uh, I think it was the captain. The one he's talking about. Because that was the first guy I shot. He was the one that, that had that I that took the uh, the elephant gun shot originally. And that's, I mean, taking a hit from that, he, the guy's a tank. Yeah. That's a fact. All right, then. I guess we'll... Um... I guess we don't have anything. We have no other use for this guy. I mean, not, not, well, I'm not saying I'm not saying do what it is that you usually do. No, I'm just no, saying I'm, that I have nothing. What I'm else thinking to ask I'll do. Him. What I'm thinking I'll do is I'll get. Um, I might get Connor to escort him to the the other village where we sent all the other aid camp people. I might get Connor to escort him there, there, and we can go and check out uh, the uh, the temple. Because um, that way Connor can protect him and keep make sure everyone in the village is safe and okay, and I can keep you guys all right. There's a little bit more soup for you guys. Yeah, Connor's sitting over there nicely eating some soup. I think he's calming down finally. Um, I was listening, if you don't mind me inserting. Now, if we've got three of the temples that have been located here, and we know that it's a five, 
a five uh, pentagram, then we should be able to extrapolate where the other two are. Rather simple. You see the temple's in the middle. Um, do you think that there will be an attempt made to blow up the other two pillars? Why don't we call them pillars? We should call them pits in the ground because they're pits in the ground. But uh, um, in which case, if we then went back the other way, we should be able to head them off if that's what they're trying to do. Are there any soldiers left? And I look at uh, Carrera and I say, are there any soldiers left? No, he, uh, he shakes his head. No, well, there were three, three teams. Um, I understand that one was attacked uh, by yourselves on, on the way here. Uh, so the captain said he, he, was the, he said he was the sole survivor of the group. Um, well, another went back to town here to, or went back to the aid camp to confront you last night, and we were the last that were lying in wait by the by the temple. Right. So it's just it sounds like it's just the captain then that's uh, that's still running around. But it also makes me wonder because I thought at first maybe the shell had broken open the the, the tower and that the lizard people had come out. But if the lizard people are searching for the other towers, they don't know where the towers are, which means they didn't come out of the towers. They came from somewhere else, and that bothers me very badly. Well, we know what comes out of the pits. Right, but the lizard people came from where? Maybe they're native to this land. I don't know. I suppose... uh, Maybe they've, Bolivia's. In, maybe they've been walking around in skin suit for years. Jesus Christ. Have some, better. We would have somebody to ask if some, if we would have somebody to ask if somebody didn't lose their mind every time. Yeah. And go nuts. That's, that's the other reason why I think it might be good for Connor to uh, escort uh, our friend here to the, uh, to the other village. What do you think, Connor? Yeah, he's shaking his head. Yeah. I don't think he's ready to talk anymore for at least for a while. He's been quiet since almost since the the monkey incident. If we've got any uh got any hot chocolate, he likes he likes hot chocolate. Calm him down. Mm. Where am I gonna find chocolate in the middle of uh, uh South America? Oh actually no Ger- Gerhard <laughs> He gave some of it away. He gave yeah, I think he's still Gerhard got gave all the chocolate to the kids. What do they need chocolate for? <laughs> the problem is the milk. I don't know if I'm gonna find some milk. I I'll see what I can do. All the chocolate. Got a donkey? You can milk the donkey. Uh, yeah, it doesn't taste the same. Um, uh, Gerhardt, you got those things for me? Yeah, what, you wanted the uh, fang? The fangs, yeah, and I and some anything scales? else. I want some of those uh, scales. Uh, I want to do some tests on them, see if they're fire resistant or something like that. Maybe, maybe these dragons use fire because fire doesn't burn them. Maybe. I took a sample of a few things. You never know what kind of spell, I mean, research you could use these things for. All right. So just to clarify, the plan is for Connor to take Bobo to the other village, and then the rest of us are going to go try and find these other pillars, these other holes in the ground. Sounds like what we're doing. Well, why don't we just go to the temple? Well, that's what I thought. Because if, because if, 
if there's no soldiers out there going to blow them up, then why do we need to go to the other ones? Well, didn't the unless they've all got to be open to get the temple fully up. I don't know. Exactly. Do you see a door? Uh, I can't remember. I thought you said you saw a door. I, 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 I honestly can't remember. I was kind of busy chasing after people. Um, but the other thing to keep in mind is, is if we go to these uh, holes in the ground, we know what comes out of them. We also yeah. know it's flammable. Mm. It burns like it burns like oil. It's great. Well, if it is a pentagram in a circle formation, we go to the temple. We're halfway to any other point we need to be, so there's no harm, no foul. That's true. We can go out and look at the temple and see if we. I mean, if it's if it's open, that's fine. We'll go check it out. But if it needs to be a uh, more work done, we'll go, we can go do that. All right, let's uh, let's start to pack up shop and get Connor and and Bobo on on their way, and uh, and then we can head off. Uh, do you want to walk through the forest at night or leave the first light? Yeah, well, we can go now. There might be more flaming monkeys out there. When the dark, we'll see them for miles. Look, I, I, I'm just, I'm concerned because there is still one soldier out there. You know, he, he could be working away doing stuff while we're sitting here on our, on our feet. You know. Um, hey, Baldo, what was that other? What was the other soldier's name? The uh, the only one, I presume the, the only one that's not the captain. captain. Uh, Lafonte. Lafonte. Sounds French. Before we, before we go anywhere, I want to run over here and grab a couple more of these grenades. Yeah, I'm going gonna, gonna to make a, a bandolier. I'm just going to set them in my pocket. It'd be a little heavy, but just two. I want to don't want to lose any of my speed. You know, I got to stay nimble, Magnus. Did we also gain a second whistle? Yeah, you've got that in your hand. Oh, that's what this is? That's what it is. I am going to thoroughly examine the whistle and uh, I'm going to take measurements, see if I can reproduce it in some way. I mean, I can't do it immediately, but you know. Yeah, so physically, um, it's not. It doesn't look too complex. Uh, too complex. It's a very simple construction. The the only curious thing about it seems to be the material. Um, it might be might be some kind of bone, but it's very very black, almost like ebony. Hmm. Like, uh, is it shiny like uh, obsidian, like black glass? Not quite as shiny as, as a crystal or precious uh, precious stone would be. It definitely has um, an organic feel to it, maybe like very highly polished wood. Hmm. But it it would require a bit more of analysis at a lab to work out exactly what it is. Well, I can do that. Stick it in my pocket. All right, let's get going. I want to see this temple that you guys described. You see a big corkscrew coming out of the ground. That's, That's what it how, like. how, how Archimedean. <laughs> all right, well, I want you all to stay close. And if you hear or see anything, get low and, and let me know, all right? 
Okay. You got it. And we'll, we'll uh, like I said, we'll make sure Connor and uh, Bobo are on their on their way and they're safe. And then we'll make our way towards the temple. Yep. Uh, Connor gives you a wave as he gets towards the edge of the village as you're heading out in the other direction. And then, yep, he heads off with, with the soldier down the trail. We're going to have probably the world's shortest red line across the map, Indiana Jones-style tra uh, travel montage, as you zip across a couple of miles across the... Uh, across the forest and you emerge as you've previously seen into this large clearing from hills and mountains off in the distance with this conical corkscrew-esque shaped pyramid coming out of the ground look at that yeah told you like a big corkscrew like a big mole machine that's dug its way up to the surface. How amazing. Mm. And it's all stone? Yep. Um, it looks to be a slightly greenish-grayish tint um, stone. The, the top of it in particular, at least the first, probably the first 10 to 15 feet that's at the very, at the summit, is shinier and it looks more robust, almost like... Um, Probably for odds benefit here. Look, I think of it in terms of mechanics. The tip of a diamond, uh, diamond tip drill. That it seems a lot harder at the top, but then the further down you get, you do pass that there is a door that you could access uh, by going up the ramp of the coil, um, the ramp of the screw. Um, but you do notice there are occasional cracks, um, and it does look a bit more, um, a bit more fragile. Actually, on, on that note, you can give me spot hidden rolls. Oh, nine. Five. Eleven. Oh, six. Wow, okay. You're doing pretty well on rolls tonight. looking at the area. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is definitely the area between you and the temple itself. Yeah, the ground is, is moving in a couple of different places as it's not quite a carpet but there are hundreds of snakes working their way through the undergrowth through the long grass all heading towards the temple and um, because of the, and several of you got pretty uh, pretty low rolls there you see a couple of them or at least two or three and if you know where to look you see more of, of the snakes coming out of the undergrowth up the ramp of dirt around the edge of the temple and then sliding into those cracks. They are going inside. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on going into that temple if that many snakes are in there. Look at them. The other thing I've just clicked on and uh, is this guardian. I'm pretty sure we... Uh, we were highly, highly underestimating what the Guardian was. We thought it was one of them bleeding dogs. It's not one of the dogs. Whatever's in that temple is going to be bad. Look, they're just snakes, and they seem to be quite preoccupied getting to the temple. Um, you can stay here if you want, Angel. I'm... Uh... I'm going to move forward. I'll just be gentle and move them out of my way. Most of them are probably ball constrictors anyway. Adi, um, I don't know. You're mechanical. 
tell me if this is possible. Can you strip off some tree bark and we could use some um, rope or string or something to wrap it around our, our um, shins to, in case of a snake bite? It'll at least, hopefully, they won't be able to penetrate it. Well, I got on heavy boots with steel toes because, you know, you drop things on your foot. Um, yeah, we're gonna need I suppose that would work. Um, I don't know what kind of venomous snakes there are here in South America. You grabbed oh. some of the xanite venom, didn't you? Yes. We've got anti venom, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, except anti venom is specific to certain kinds of snakes. It's not necessarily going to work on every kind of snake. Is it labeled? Well, does he have a, a pharmacy there? <laughs> no, he's, there is a, there is one there is one easy way to do this. Ah, yeah. You are risking blowing your arm off, possibly fracturing your brain. You do it with a stick like this. And I just take out a stick and I start walking forward and moving the snakes to the side. They don't actually really object. Um, they seem to have quite a single-minded focus that they are going forward, so away from you, towards that temple. They're not worried about you. Um, it's like you can, me, you can give me a natural world or zoology role if you've got that. I I have very little. Maybe it's, that's why I'm not making much sense. I got forty-two out of ten. Uh, so I ain't going to spend, I ain't going to spend that kind of thing on how, how does it compare against your no role? So your, your edu? My edu? Uh, well, it, it's a pass for that. What did I just say I had? I picked up my dice. 42, I think. Yeah, I've got 50 in no in education. Okay. You're definitely spotting that there are different types of snake here, but none of them are really ringing any bells. Right, except maybe the boa constrictors. Yeah, I, don't know if there's boa, I don't know if there's boas in pythons, whatever. I should know that, I really should. They are mostly yeah. smaller snakes. But you, you probably snakes, catch so your one or two. Yeah, just sort of stay over there, snakes. I just, if they're too near me, I just fling them with a the stick. If we're gonna go, uh, Call me crazy, but if we're going to go into the temple and the snakes are going into the temple, at some point, we're probably going to need to wade through them. I say we go with the tree bark and hope for the best. Well, you go ahead and go. I'm going to take a look at that. I won't go in the temple. I just want to get a closer look at it and see if there's some sort of booby trap or mechanism. Let him go. He's hell-bent and determined to go. Let him wade right. through the serpent sea and make his way to the damn temple. Well, Gerhard and I are headed get some bark. When you cut the bark off, don't strip it in a circle. It will kill the tree. Cut in sections on one side. And it's I what about killing the trees? <laughs> right. So the, the tree doesn't object. So. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> but yeah, you, you can strip off uh, large uh, pieces of bark and turn them into rudimentary. Uh, armor as such. Yeah, against against snake bite, I'd say that would give you, yeah, probably a, a point of armor. Okay. I know that probably takes you a good few minutes. Then, Odd, you're having a, look, a closer look at the place, yeah? Yeah. 
Okay. Is there writing inscriptions or some sort of mechanism? And... There's nothing in terms of writing or uh, decoration on the outside. Um, as you get to it, you realize this thing is very functional. But the outside was designed for the purpose of being easily to, to screw and uh, propel itself from deep in the earth and come up. So any any writing or decoration would be kind of pointless. Right. But, so I can see deep scrape marks in it where it's moved up the up yeah, from on, below. Yeah. From from about ground level to because this thing is about thirty feet tall. From about ground level up to about fifteen foot, yeah, you can see scrapes because the stone is definitely more malleable at that point. But the last the top fifteen feet is unscratched. It's probably as hard as diamond. It's very, very tough material. But as you get closer to it and you can see the door that's about halfway up, you you think that that is probably mechanical of some kind, that there's, there does almost seem to be what looks like a, a hole for a, for a key. So it, it almost certainly has a locking mechanism in there. And where are the snakes going? Um, the cracks that are in the malleable part of the rock Mm -hmm. They're just sliding into the larger cracks or whichever crack they can fit into. But you know, all, all of them universally are just going inside. Okay. So they're probably piling up against the sides as they're working their way into it. <coughs> hmm. Some sort of key it looks like this might need. Um, uh, if, I, if I can roll or, or if I can look closer at the lock is there a way i could jimmy the lock or um take some time to figure out how it might work sure um, you do a couple of revolutions up the um, up the side working up the corkscrew um having a look around the door itself it's a little more ornate than than the rest of the the outside hmm. it's got a frame you can see the hole and then the hole itself has a slightly raised part around it you have to pick out some of them um some of the dirt and the mud out of the lock but as you move your finger around, because it's quite a large hole, you can feel the parts of the, the teeth of the mechanism in there. Yeah, you, you could probably um, use a lockpick roll to get it open, I think. Okay. 40. Let's see. Uh, I got a 69. Oh, no, I'm not going to spend that much luck. Nah. There's a there's a mechanism here. Maybe one of you is good at picking locks. Uh, it's not like a regular lock, but you know it's close enough that you could figure it out. Yeah, you're right on when you say it's not a regular lock. But you're actually looking for an extreme on lock picking because this is a very complicated mechanism you're putting your fingers into. Right. But I can feel movable pots in there, so there's just a way to. Hopefully, it doesn't like snap your fingers off when you get it wrong. I don't know anything about picking locks back home. I never lock anything. You know, maybe maybe it's just already unlocked. I try to move the door. Yeah. Oh, it is shut. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to go a little bit farther up the spiral then, and I want to look at this material, see if I can anal or look at it, see what it's made out of. Uh, I do have chemistry, but I don't really have a chemistry kit. I have physics. I don't have like geology or anything like that. 
yeah, having a having a look at it, it seems to be more of a composite material, that it's stone which has been morphed with another material. But what this other material is is a bit it's a bit hard without say a testing kit to work out exactly what it is. But the base material that comprises the majority of it is the same material as what the lower part of the structure is made of. Hmm. It's it's it baffles me. It's made out of something that's uh, some sort of uh, manufactured substance that's uh, very very hard. I get a sample of it, but I don't think I have anything hard enough to get the sample. Yeah, you'd be looking at a diamond drill to really get something off, um, off the front of that. You know what? Why don't you lay down? Are you guys ready yet? You can lay down torches on either side to keep the stupid snakes from making a little path for yourselves. I think possibly. Um, what are the chances that this lock will unlock once we've um, blown up the other s seals? It's blowing up the other seals ain't going to change the mechanism. If anything, the whole thing is going to get higher. I'm not sure we want the temple to surface. If this well, we, the mummy's in there. We've got to get the mummy. We can go through the door. If these snake creatures want, we're blowing up the other two spots already. They're probably going to go take care of the other, the other ones for us already. Let's worry about what we could do on this spot. Yeah, we're trying right, to protect. We, then why don't we blow up the door? What if the woman's right on the other side of the door? Well, hold on. I'm going to run as manly slash daintily as I can across this field of snakes to try to get to the staircase. Just yeah, get to the stairs. Well, they're not coming up and that far. So. And then I'm going to do the thing where you shake and you push everything off of you as if you walk through a spider web and everybody, you feel like they're all over you because they're all over you. But they're not. No. Well done, Angel. Where's this door? Here, look here. See, you can actually get your fingers into the lock, and you can feel the moving stuff. It's big enough to stick your finger in. Yeah, but uh, it's also whatever it is that opens. It's big. So big as a flute. Well, bigger than the flute. Is it bigger than the flute? You could probably get two fingers in there. The flute doesn't look oh. as though it's the key that would open this thing. Put my flute back in my pocket. I just ran across a sea of hell worms for you. Well, here I got some I got some tools and stuff. You know anything about lock picking? I've already tried, a so little. I can't try again. Those are the rules. I know a little. Well, here, why don't you try some? Okay. What are the chances? Do you think that uh, the captain's got the key? I just find it hard to believe that they would have anything. It's like they didn't know that they, they're trying to find this themselves. It's an 86 on 21. There's no oh. way. I, was, I might as well just shove the flute in the hole. As, you, as you're trying to hack at this thing, then, because the, the door is still made of stone, um, you do actually chip part of the edge of the keyhole away. This is made of the same material the lower part of the structure is made of, not the impervious stone above. Hold on. Let me try something with my hammer. So I'm going to flip my hammer around to the, so that the hook is on the other side. I'm going to try chipping at it. Okay. Does it with chip? Enough, 
with enough strength and brute force behind it, yeah, you can certainly get it to chip and crack. So who's the strong brute here? I'll take the hammer. <laughs> you know what? Now, don't fuck my hammer up, but, you know, I use the other end more than I use this side, so we could get some of the... I use a regular side and pound at it with something. Um, now, go ahead. I can always get another hammer. Goodbye, Betty Lou. Okay. I'll take a swing at it with the hammer. Okay. And don't, you don't need to worry about rolling. Okay. But after about half a dozen hits, you think, in theory, it might be possible, but you're coming away with chips that are so small, you'd be hacking away at this thing for days. Um, okay. Dynamite or other explosives would probably do a more effective job. Could you, like, dig out enough hole that you could stick a grenade in or something? Yeah, chipping away enough, you could probably get it to wedge into the lock, and then you'd be able to set a grenade in there. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to put my shotgun to it. Dude, that's going to kick back and throw you off the building. Yeah, let him try it. I'm going to move away, away. from it. Back up, guys. Back up. Yeah. I'm going to put the, the the shotgun to the lock because at least it might crack open enough so that I can put a grenade in there. But yeah, I'll do that and uh, pull the trigger. Okay, if, if you're putting it towards the lock, then you're not going to have too much ricochet off it. Yeah. Um, that, that will save you a good couple of hours. So yeah, I'll say that will be able to blow enough of a chunk out that at least then you've got a crack you can wedge a grenade yeah, in. Jeez, you guys know that we don't own this thing. This doesn't belong to us, and we're blowing it up. Some people come here to worship on Sundays. I don't know. It's a temple. They don't come here. They didn't well, know I'm, this I'm, was here. This came I'm, out of I'm, the ground. I'm, I'm joking. Hmm. All right. So let's right, take a grenade in this hole. Yeah. Okay, I'm going over there where the snakes aren't anymore. And uh, I think... Somebody should come with me. I'm going with Adi. All right. All right. So I guess I'm you know, the grenade in then, am I? Right. <laughs> for all we know, the whole thing is made out of a, it's a giant stick of gunpowder. And when you put that thing off, it's going to blow up this, the whole of Bolivia. Okay. All right. Tell me when you're in, you're in position. Go ahead. We're way over here. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've, I've wedged it in there. I'm going to pull the pin and then run like the hammers. Okay, you run back down the spiral. I'm putting enough of the uh, enough of the wall between you and it. There is a loud thud on the far side, uh, followed by the sound of crumbling stone and then something loud slamming down on stone as well. And when you come back round and clear the dust away, you find pretty much half of the door is now collapsed, falling inwards. Okay. And you've got this, say, half the door, the hinge side is still standing, but the side that was on the lock is now gone, and then the bits of it that are left have fallen in. Given is there enough access... hole for us to get through? Oh, yeah, it's, it's a big, yeah. big old door, so you just, you just walk through the, the half that's exposed. I'm heading into what looks to be a circular corridor, so there's no flat surface. Um, that then spirals down the inside of the structure, corresp corresponding with the 
uh, with the corkscrew on the outside. Wait for us, Magnus. Adi, do we have any extra batteries for the flashlights or just one for each? No, we've got some extras. Just, just use them sparingly, though, you know. Um, I want to collect whatever is left of the mechanism for the lock, if it's not, like, too ponderous. There's, there's bits of it left. <laughs> it was pretty much at ground zero with the explosion, so there's, there's definitely shards, but not a whole mechanism left. All right. Oh, Buddy, what shit. do you do with all this shit? I make stuff out of it. I what have you made? Well, It's a secret. I got a bag of snake bits here. I mean, no, I don't want the gooey stuff. I told you I don't want the gooey stuff. All the gooey stuff. You two have the weirdest collection of shit that I've ever seen in my life, and I've seen some weird shit. You know what this is? This is the fang from that monster, that guy back there. I could. Oh my god. I hate scorpions. <clears throat> I could poke you with this. All right. What's yeah, wow? Get pretty close to poke me with our... more spiral staircases, eh? I want to listen. Wait, there's only one way in and out of this one, though, and mm-hmm. that's that door we just blew. There's no, there's nothing leading off the sides. Nope. It's it's also not so much a staircase. It's a it's a ramp. Oh, it's a ramp. It's a, it's a circular tunnel that, as I say, then works its way around, spiraling around the inside of the structure. So it's about, the tunnel is about six foot across, so it's pretty much single fire walking down here, because by the time you've got the curve on the bottom, it becomes hard to have two people standing side by side. You'll end up each slipping your feet into, into one another. All right, yeah. I'll bring up the rear. I don't want anything sneaking up on us like that soldier. So, well, there. I don't want anything sneaking up on us from the front. <laughs> there's supposed to be a guard in here, and we just, you know, woke him up. So with that explode, just so we got that in our heads. Gerhard, their whole house is screwing out of the earth. I think if he's not woke up by now, our little bang on the door is not going to do it. Mm-hmm. His whole uh, world is starting to come up. Now we're walking right into their exactly house. Exactly my point. Now is, our house? is there goo on the walls? If you're having a good look at what's on the wall here, everything seems very smooth. Um, although you can trace, and if you put your hand up and feel, uh, feel across it, that you can feel the joins in the large blocks of stone that have been used to build this. Uh, but otherwise, it's featureless. It's just like almost like a uh, like a drill tunnel or worm tunnel that's just going round, but without any uh, any ridges. And it just, yeah, just 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 descends off into the dark. Well, there's two things I can think of. We can use caution, or we cannot use caution. Which one do you want to do? Caution. Because we could always yell real loud down this hole and then go wait outside for whatever it is to come up and then we can fight it in that field outside or we can go down this tight little tunnel and meet it halfway down and fight it down here 
something just uh, struck a chord. The gentleman from Caduceus said to bring the mummy back alive. Right, we're supposed to help which, her. Which means she can be hurt or killed. Right. Don't misfire, don't shoot at the first thing you see, and maybe that guardian will try and kill her if we try and take her out. Just have that in your head. I'm going to you... lean over to Angel, and I'm going to say, um, I'm not a scholar or anything, but... Uh, Correct. Aren't mummies already dead? Look, we're just going by what Shapiro told us. If it's the lady that I saw when I held the flute, she's not dead at all. She's quite alive. All right. Well, I, I don't like the idea of fighting whatever this guardian is out in the open with the soldier and potential other serpent peoples and all those snakes out in the bloody field. Uh, at least down here, it's, it's you know, a bit more closed quarters. And the Guardian's guarding the mummy. I don't think the Guardian's going to attack the mummy. The Guardian yeah. might be guarding the mummy from the snake people, since they seem to be the ones trying to get down here to hurt her. Well, in all the time that we're sitting here, we could have already probably seen it and walked back out. Let's well, go. I thought, down. Exactly. We're, we're I going thought we were walking. Sorry, we could... No, no. Odd was wanting to call down and bring it up here. All right, let's just go. Just take, don't, as Gerhard said, don't don't rush into anything, don't shoot anything, go down slowly, keep it quiet. Why don't, why don't Magnus, you and Johnny go first, and Gerhard and I will run back up if something happens to you. Magnus, can you yeah, be it, quiet? Uh, not, not in a shitty way. Oh, just, no, I no, mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I can be quiet, no worries. Um, but I'm just... It, Odd and Gerhard, are you guys going to be able to take care of yourselves if uh, if our soldier friend sneaks up behind us? We'll hear him coming a long time before he gets here because we're going down, so... The serpent guy's a bloody quiet, I can tell you that. But all right, that's okay. We'll, we'll Me and Johnny will take the lead and you guys bring up the rear. Got it. Remember, it's a spiral, so you'd be able to see him coming down the other side before he gets to you. I think he be right there. Odd one, Magnus. Um, if you, try, you know if what? You try to grasp what he's saying, you'll lose your fucking mind. Let's just go. As everybody goes down, I'm gonna take a see if there's some rubble, a big handful of stones, and put it all around the when you first come in on the first couple steps, like at the edge. So if something comes in, it could push it and send it down, and we'll hear it. Hopefully, hear it bouncing down. Well, uh, there's not so much of a step per se, but you can certainly have rocks set up so that if someone comes in, they will they will fall and tumble, so they will they will make a sound, which effectively does the same thing. Right. Cool. All right. So Johnny, me, Odd, and Gerhard. And, and I have a, a bag of marbles. I'm going to put a couple marbles on the top step. Ah. Dude, whatever you do, you don't want to lose your marbles. <laughs> Let's go, um, Magnus. It's not going to get any better. Yeah, me and me and Johnny have hit it off. <laughs> oh yeah, I, you guys. I, since since I'm with Gerhardt when he's doing this, I'm like I put my hand on his shoulder and I go, "Save your marbles, Gerhardt." And I pull something out of my pocket, and I toss some ants on the ground. Okay. What they oh, look, sorry. what they are, is little sharp caltrops about that big. I said, if anybody steps on one of those, 
they ain't gonna stay quiet. Perfect. Now, as you mentioned marbles, uh, give me a luck roll. 35 out of 70, or out of 81. Okay. Um, in which case then, as Odd says, save them, don't worry about it, and produces his little, um, his little ant caltrot. Um, okay, pick up the, the marbles and put them back in your pocket, but you don't able, quite able to grab all of them, uh, and a couple of them just start, ro um, just roll away and roll down the tunnel. Um, they go past Johnny and Magnus um, as they're heading up first. Johnny and Magnus, can you give me listen rolls? Bastards. 100. Oh. You hear nothing. <laughs> um, 39, one Get second. That one out of the way. Pass. Pass. Right. In which case, then, uh, Magnus, you see, the, uh, you see the couple of marbles run off into the dark and go round. They're picking up speed as they uh, continue round uh, down the ramp. Um, at the edge of your torchlight, you can see that it looks like st it starts to look like there's something carved on the walls, but your attention is taken away from the fact that you hear um, this very quick <laughs> somewhere off ahead of you. Did I hear the sister? Nope, you hear nothing. Okay, I'm going to reach out and quickly stop Angel and I'll be like, I think there's either someone or something up ahead or possibly a booby trap. It sounded like the latter. This sounded like the swish of a blade. Right. Ah, the marbles save the day once again. I always carry a bag of marbles. <laughs> like we need to move a little carefully, um, more carefully, huh? Yeah. Um, just uh, move forward very, very uh, slowly. Can, can, then I'm going to take a... Can you understand any of these, these uh, carvings? Maybe we need to wait for Gerhard to get down here. Maybe there's some warning on the wall about these traps. I'm going to take a look, and I'll, I'll grab some of those stones I had put up there and pass them to Magnus. Maybe toss some of these on, on the Are stairs. You, you're down with us now? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you guys have come down? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I should go forward to see if there's booby traps. Yep. I want to read the... Um, see, if, see if I can read the hieroglyphic. Okay. It is more pictorial rather than language. So it's uh, viewing a scene that's, um, that's depicted here. And it does seem to go a fair way round a couple of revolutions. So this, this is an ongoing thing. But you can see that there's a great many serpent people which are depicted in in the murals. Um, the background is a series of mountains and hills and forests corresponding, you think, roughly would be the outside world from here. So it's depicting the, lo depicting the local um, area, but a long time ago. Um, one serpent person in particular um, comes up repeatedly, uh, maybe every five five meters or so going down. Um, slightly bigger than the rest, um, feminine features, and wearing what looks to be some kind of crown with a, a cape going down, down her back, and holding a 
what seems to be some kind of rod or scepter in one hand, often out in front of her and slightly further up um, higher, kind of level with her face. Uh, there's also this other weird creature, or rather creatures, plural, there's, there's many instances of them. They're almost ape-like or humanoid, but they appear to be hairy, um, slightly stooped, um, each with a collar around their neck. Um, slightly bigger than the serp uh, serpent folk, but the serpent folk are holding whips that they, they evidently seem to be uh, goading them forward, um, as it looks like they're dragging large blocks behind them, building, the, it seems to be a depiction of building the temple. Um, if anyone has Cthulhu Mythos, you can give me a roll. 73 out of 5, so that's way too much to spend. <laughs> uh, you are not familiar with what this creature is, but it's... There's evidently a race of them, but yeah, you, you're not, you haven't seen any, of, uh, seen any of them yet. The lady, the lady depicted in the picture, does that ring a bell at all to what I saw during the, the vision? No, nothing like. Okay. Um, however, you're paying close attention to her. Um, I will give you a little glimpse as to what she looks like. That gives you an idea of the crown that she wears. It's definitely the only feminine fi feminine figure that's portrayed amongst the amongst the certain people that you see there. Hey, yeah, uh, uh, Audi. Have yeah. you any look with that booby trap up there? Oh, I haven't. I'm not sure. It's if it's concealed. I don't know exactly where it is, and I don't want to waste anybody's Peter. marbles. Um, I'm going to throw a rock down the passageway. Oh, you're throwing it ahead of um, yeah. Odd, then I guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in which case, Odd, you can get a choice of spot hidden, mechanical, or mechanical repair. Mechanical repair. Huh, got 64 out of 65. Ah, okay. So you are just on the within range of seeing this as um, as it kicks off. But the murals around they go down both sides of the tunnel. Um, they form a band, probably about four foot high uh, from top to bottom. That because this is built from large blocks of stone, as described to, uh, to Johnny earlier, you can feel the ridges of where the stone blocks meet. Um, a couple of them have um, been worked into the artwork as to, um, to form the edge of the um, to form the edge of the mural. As a stone rolls past, you're not too sure exactly how it sets it off. But as it rolls past a certain point, you can see blades come out of either side of the wall and just swipe like um, like rotor blades on a helicopter uh, meeting together almost touching in the middle that would slice you think roughly about kind of knee height or slightly higher all right so i'm going to move to get to closer to the point where i think it's triggered 
And if I can see, and if I, if I made note of an area that the blades did not get to, that's where I'll stand uh -huh. uh, or, or scoot down if I have to and uh, see if I can work out how to trigger the mechanism, see what's doing it, whether it's, uh, I don't know what, what, what it is, but while they're working up there and looking around, I'll, I'll be working very diligently on this. When you're up close and personal to it, you can see what it is. It's a very, very sensitive pressure plate that the floor itself probably only goes down by a fraction of a millimeter, but you can see a rectangle of where any weight is put on this pad, then the two blades will come out. Okay. So I'm wondering if I can trigger it and somehow jam the blades so they can't go back into the wall. Yeah, very, very simple, very simple to block them. Um, give me a mechanical repair roll with a bonus die just so you know exactly where it's coming out of the wall. Uh, uh, with a bonus die, that's a 10. There you go. In which case, yep, you carefully press down or throw a rock onto the plate. Blade comes out and you're able to wedge. You probably want something fairly hard, so maybe one, one of your ants is probably small enough that it will be able to wedge into the gap to stop the blade from retracting on either, either side. Okay. okay. So they're, they're kind of stuck out, but you can easily walk around them once they're stationed. Got it. All right, but there could be more, so uh, maybe you should t go in front and throw some rocks per periodically to see if there's any more traps coming up. Oh, well, I should have brought a big fucking stick. Most likely, I'm, I'm kind of guessing that if they figure, if there's, if there's more booby traps, they're going to figure whoever got past this one is pretty smart, so the next one's going to be not so easy to figure out. Where's the stick you were shushing the snakes with? I didn't want to bring that in here. I left it outside. It's leaning up against the wall. Don't worry. I got this. Have confidence right. in me. Let's move forward then. These are big fucking blades. Mm -hmm. As you proceed to head down then, um, you're seeing more of this mural. It starts to gradually expand to the point where it now goes across the roof as well. So it forms, what's the pictures of carved sky? There's clouds, there's stars, and so on. But they're fairly deeply cut into the stonework. Um, give me a spot hidden roll. Thirty. To a regular that, success. Regular pass. Two. Uh, 16. Okay. Those, those that pass, as you shine your lights up and have a look, um, have a look at them, um, can see that some of them are evidently bigger or deeper holes that form, you think of small tunnels going upwards into the structure. And off ahead of you, it doesn't require a listen roll, you can hear the occasional of a snake gliding through and then falling from the roof onto the floor. But also some of these holes are big enough and this, the 
the way that they're carved, that they would make fairly good handholds as well. Do you mean if we had to climb the walls? If, if you were to try and um, either climb up the side of the, of the tunnel, you could potentially use the, um, the carving and motifs on the, on the ceiling to kind of grab and hold on to so that your feet wouldn't have to touch the floor. Mm hmm. Just remember that, folks. Um, so I'm 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 probing forward to make sure that there's not yeah, another pressure plate. No, there's 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 no plates on the ground as as you start going forward. And um, the sound of snakes does start to build the further on you go. Um, so the slide, the slithering and sliding over each other. And Guys, we're going to have a lot of snakes in this pit pretty quick. We're going to probably have to use these to move along so that we don't have to step on the snakes. As you come round one corner, um, this is this area is depicting more the temple almost being complete and the, um, the female figure marching forward towards it and then going up the side of the temple with a large entourage behind her. That's the point when you can see this uh, the floor instead of just being this nice stone that you've seen up until this point, is now a carpet of snakes. This is where it seems all the ones that are coming in, and occasionally again you hear a of one coming through one of these openings in the ceiling and falling onto the floor, just forming this carpet that goes round, round the bend and out of sight. All right, I'm gonna grab a hold of one of the holes and Angel. start. You ain't gonna like this, Angel. <laughs> if, if Magnus is leading the way, then um, this will be a regular climb check. Okay. For, every, for everyone, I guess. Anyone that's going across that way. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna spend three luck to pass. 29 out of 40. 24 on 20. I'm using my four luck. <laughs> and I got I got 21 out of 20, so I'm going to use one luck. Okay. In which case, yeah, I'll, I'll say this is probably then for, we'll give uh, Johnny a roll here. Uh, do you want to give me a hard edu roll? On 40. You know what? That's a lot. 49 on 40. And it has to be hard? Yeah, it'd be under half. Screw it. I'll go 29 on it if that's that's a lot of luck, but I'll go 29. Oh, it's... It, it, oh, <laughs> the friendly GM in here me says, uh, don't worry about it if it's that big a luck spend. Um, just as you're looking down, you can see plenty of uh, snakes which are very bright, very colourful, very nice and thin, that hiss uh, looking up at you as you're going along. Uh, you're not recalling off the top of your head what type of snakes these are, but you know Those enough about your time in, uh, back in school, bright colours for animals like this, that means poison, and that means a very bad day if you were to get bit. That's bad. I'm just climbing. 
just I'm just going behind. I'm keeping my eye on Magnus and let's go. Just go. Don't look down. Yep, this this is quite a way that you have to um, to climb across, because hanging on to the ceiling and then climbing one handhold to the next, legs swinging underneath you um, a few inches above some of the snakes when they rear themselves up. I'm telling but, the guys to, to watch, like to go where I go. Like I'll find the right spot, go there, and then to follow me exactly. Yeah, Magnus, make sure you don't stick your hand in a hole with a snake in it. Yeah, you're, you're lucky going across. There's definitely um, you can hear occasional thuds coming, but from behind you, but none as you're grabbing hold of various places. And then after the best part of twenty or more feet going round the bend, where there's just this carpet is laying, you can see that they're not progressing beyond a certain point, and it roughly corresponds with the end of the mural, where it's uh, showing the temple slowly going down into the ground. And then after that, it's clear wall beyond it. They don't go beyond that point. Hmm. Okay. I wonder why. It's like there's some sort of barrier that you just don't want to go past. So I'll get to there, and then I'm going to help them all kind of get off the, the wall and, and things. Um, and, um, yeah, make sure they're all off. And then I'm going to stop and listen uh, and see if I can hear any, like the sound of maybe anyone else coming down the tunnel. Give me a listen. Okay. Uh, 58, which is, mm, nah, it's not a pass. I don't want to spend the eight luck. You're, you're fairly sure that you can't hear anything, but then it may be because of all the noise of the yeah. snakes. Um, between you and whatever might be at the surface, or even further below, actually. Just you checking if my senses are not tingling at all? No, not at the moment. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, but otherwise, the tunnel just continues on spiraling down. All right, Hold. you're back up with the, uh, the booby trap checking. I want you to remember this. I just go forward. Okay. Um, Wait a second. Hold up. Don't go anywhere, Odd. Can I reach wrong? the mural and not be in the snake? Like yeah. I can reach over and... Yeah, you can touch it. All right, look. I swear to God, if you guys let these snakes crawl on me, I'll fucking kill every one of you in your sleep. I want to reach over, lay my hand upon the mural and try to use psychometry to pick up anything about the the actual building that we're in, some something, what the real threat in this building is. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. Give me a roll. 13. And then okay. Hold on, because this is the other one. Gerhard, what's he doing? The price. The price. The price is written down. Why am I not finding the price of this? 1d6 plus 4, I think, off the top of my head. Is this a heads, uh, headphones off moment? Eight. Mm -hmm. No. 
if I see him waver, I want to be able to grab his belt. I'm ready. Like, I'm not touching him, but I'm just in case Don't he starts to... No, I know. He's... It's like he's peeling up the wall. Essentially, yes. What degree of success did you get on your psychometry? I got a 13 on 85. Oh, that, that sounds like it's, it's an be... extreme. Yeah. Right. Let me double check. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Okay. Um, you catch a few sights of the thing being built. Um, this is something that has happened a long, long time ago. So the echo itself is pretty, um, pretty faint, but it will give you an idea of uh, whereabouts certain things are in here, and it gives you an idea of the overall structure as as you want it. This is what you see. You see the the top part gives you the um, the view externally, so that you can see where the door is, and then see how the um, the spiraling corridor cuts away inside it. The lower half gives you the more de uh, more detail. You are about one and a half or so revolutions away from getting to the, the area that's marked Snake's Head Archway. Um, you know that is a trap. Um, but the first person that goes towards that is going to set it off, particularly if they're not a certain person. Beyond that, you have a large almost like a step pyramid within the, within this temple. The guardian is inside that step pyramid. As it said, snake in bias. Then a throne sat on top of it with a tunnel that goes straight down into a sanctum, a well underneath. And in the sanctum, that's where the mummy is currently, um, currently lying on an altar. And that's a the place where she is set to awaken once the temple has become active. Yeah, that, um, seeing the snake in particular, because you get a look at this guardian, uh, it's huge. This thing is easily well, fifth, um, over 100 feet long. It's a monster in all, all the right sense of the word. Um, can you give me a sanity check? when you see, see this thing, as you realize this is the kind of thing that you're going to have to be climbing up and probably awakening to get to the top of the throne, uh, to get to the top of the uh, dais and to the throne. Six. On 77. Okay, that thankfully then uh, is only one point. Yeah, the angel, angel is shaking. The hell? little chilly down here so not that surprising you okay yeah yeah there's another trap and we're almost to it there's an archway there's an art there's an archway trap uh it's at the bottom of this this spiraling staircase inside of there there's a step type pyramid inside of that pyramid is the guardian the guardian is a gigantic fucking snake on top of there is a throne that's where the that's where the lady's probably sitting. Beneath all of that is a sanctum, and in the sanctum beneath the snake, underneath the stepped pyramid, is the mummy. We've got to go through everything to get to the mummy. Wait, and you said that you could see this with your... 
feeling up the wall? It's, it's a gift and a curse. I've seen weirder things. All right, Art. Yeah, but it's incredible. Trap. You take care of the trap. I'll take care of the snake. We don't even know what the trap is yet. You said it's an archway at the end of the. It's an archway, and it, it, I just know it's a snake. It's a snake head archway. That's all I know. Snake head archway, like a mouth poison. Yeah, you don't know that. Um, I know, but it's a good guess. But yeah, could be mechanical. Big jaws that come down and chop you in half. Let's go find out. Uh, I'll go a little ahead, but be careful. We're looking for any kind of trigger mechanism. Angel, drink some water here. So, odds going ahead still again, yes? Yeah. Give me a spot hidden roll as you go around um, your last one and a half revolutions. I got a 50. What was I supposed to do, spot hidden? Yeah. Uh, I have to spend 10 luck on it. So you're making that a pass? Yeah. Okay. In which case then, you're proceeding, say, very cautiously. Yeah. At the edge of your torchlight, you can see the edge of an arch that then opens up into a much, much, much larger opening, which would be the, the grand chamber, as, uh, as Johnny described it. At the top of the arch, there is a large carving of a snake's head with two what look to be red jewels put in each eye. The jewel, once the light hits it, seems to almost glow slightly. Something really strange. I can't believe you saw this in your head. Um, we got a problem. I think. Can we see the snake? Yeah, it's right up there in the archway. So. No, I mean, the, can we see the the uh, the snake that he talked about? Johnny said Not it's inside the pyramid. You can sort of see the pyramid over there, but it's a ways away. Oh boy, we should have brought something alive. Magnus. Hmm. You get the arm flamethrower? Yeah. You want to do it? Or should I? Well, well what do you want me to do? I mean, put I don't really want to... I mean, I can put it on, but I don't... What, you wanted me to point the fire at, at, at the, the arch? I don't, I don't know what makes the snake come out. Uh, well, I, I'm not sure that it does. I think that it might be some sort of a... I think we need a shield of some sort. Because I have a funny feeling that uh, some sort of, that it looks fixed up there. It looks like maybe some sort of energy is going to shoot out of those, those red eyes. Um, we need something to block it, or at least enough to, to keep us from surviving. Or knock the jewels I, out. It's too high. It's way up there. Um, hey, oh, give me a piece it? of that bark from your leg, Dr. Gerhardt. 
I don't know if it's still alive enough that maybe it'll register as a living thing. Yeah. I'm going to frisbee it towards the, wow. the archway. Okay. Um, you give it a good throw. Uh, it lands pretty much in front of the in front of the arch, slides down the stone. Nothing happens. God damn it! Please do not do that again. Because if you throw something in and wake up with that snake, then it's not the fucking arch we got to worry about. You set a bomb up there. I, I think that it would have heard if it was awake. This is a pretty far way down. I wanted to see if it's going to shoot, you know, arrows or something. I do not want to move forward past that arch. I think I will die. I just don't know why. And you said it was a weapon. It was a, you said it was a trap. I don't know how this works. Maybe it has to be something living that passes. That's what I'm afraid of. I wish we'd have brought a donkey with us. It's in the donkey head. I know that's kind of cool. We like the donkeys, but. Hmm. If only Connor were here. I'm going to look at Gilly when he says that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Because the chicken soup that I have is not alive anymore. Hmm. All right. Let's see. I, um, hang on, I'm gonna... How high is this arch? Probably about six, seven feet up. Oh, okay. So I thought it was like 60 feet high. It's fairly short. Um, no, it basically, arch, it forms an arch over the end, over the, the end of the tunnel, and so the tunnel's six feet across. Magnus, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Um, one sec. He keeps saying that. I think they're both psychics or something. That bark um, is starting to sound funny. <laughs> Your armor. Ah, uh, exactly. Um, so what would what, what, you have in mind, Johnny? I was going to... I'm just going to roll a grenade. We can all move back. The, the concussion from that grenade may dislodge those jewels in the eyes. Without eyes, a snake is absolutely powerless. Yeah, but I'm just worried if you do, if you throw that up and you, you, you know, that means you got to throw it. You got to have the good aim. I just have to roll it. We're on oh. a slope that ends right there. Two minutes ago. No, no, it's high up. Two uh, minutes ago. You're going to wake the snake if you do the grenade. Yeah. We've got to wake the snake anyway. We've yeah, got to get through it. I, I want to set it. a trap for the snake. We need to set a trap for the snake. Well, at least with the grenade idea, if you're going to roll it towards it, I have a better chance of lobbing it up and actually having it explode right at the eye level. I'm pretty good at throwing things. Are we going to solve everything with grenades in this, this adventure of ours? I mean, Until one of us could try and climb up there and pry the eyes out without passing through the archway, but I don't know if that's how this trap works. We're all Sorry, under guys. the assumption. I'm going to have to pause real quick. My dogs, are, one of them is whining really badly. I've got to check what's happened. 653. 
And you know, folks, it's time like this when you think about commercials, <laughs> advertisements, and everything else. 553, I've got it. I, it's a good spot for a commercial. While we pause, that gives me a chance to grab another set of dice because I realize that I've got nearly all mine downstairs. Excellent. You got it. Excellent. What we need, what we need is a mirror. I know. So when the thing shoots, it bounces off the mirror. And what we need off. is a chance to sit back and read a few chapters of Session Zero, an introduction to the world of role-playing games, written by John Byron. <laughs> an excellent introduction to the novice role-play gamer. Sorry about thought, that, guys. Available right. soon from Bully Pop. I thought about the mirror thing, but I thought that would be too meta because how would I know about a laser or an energy reflection? Because I have a little mirror in my vampire hunter's kit in my backpack. Well, it's because, 1930s, I it. right? I, I, I saw it. I saw it when I put my hand on the mural. I know that this damn trap exists. We know the trap exists, but I'm saying how would, how would Gerhardt know to use a mirror to reflect a laser? Well, because we're dealing with we're dealing with magic. I don't know. Do you remember the story of Medusa? Mm -hmm. uh, let's, let's, are we starting back now? Yeah, let's go ahead and continue. Uh, Odd, I have a mirror in my backpack. It's only a small... I use it to detect vampires. Yeah, and okay. snake, and snake yeah. people don't exist either. So I'm I'm not exactly sure what we can do. Well, wait a second. How about this? Could we put some? Could we simply put something up there to block the the things from if they're going to shoot something? Uh, just block them. With what? Well, let's hmm. see. Maybe we could put. Throw some a cloth up there over them. The one, um, well, not floor, but the one thing you have to consider: the time it takes you to get from where you are to it. Because mm. it's there is a distance depending on how quick it is to to fire. Because you're you think that you're on the right lines, where you think it's something to do with beams coming out of the eyes. Because there's no other mechanism that looks visible that would imply it's like a jaw snapping shut. It's it's something about those jewels that are making you think this is definitely some kind of crystal that light would end up being focused like a laser beam. I wonder. I'm, I'm walking up to it, and I'm going to take my hat and reach around and just wave the hat in front of the eyes. Oh, so you actually walk right up to it. You're walking up to it then. I'm on the back side of it, reaching through and waving from inside of it like in, i'm still inside the tunnel but i reach up around and mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i think oh, the eyes are facing us though is that oh, the eyes are facing us i thought yes. the eyes were out into the tunnel no that's because okay. uh, that's when odds light caught it that you could see it refer uh, see oh, the shit. light reflecting off it well, wait I should wait the your hat your hat your hat Maybe you could toss it and have it. We tried land. that with the bark. No, I just tried to trigger something. But, but I didn't try to hit the it, thing. If it's like the bracelet that we found, it might just blow a hole right. I mean, it's worth a shot. At least then we know what it, what it, what it is. Yeah, but the, the hat won't trigger. That's not animated. Oh, one of you I don't some want kind of sharp shooting. Hold on, I don't want this. 
I don't want the hat to trigger it. I want the hat to block it so that it can't see us. Oh. Okay. Now and I then see. we should be able to just go past it, hopefully. How far apart are the eyes? Oh, we all die. Can I cover it with one hat? I think you could just about, but you would have to land it with such precision that you would uh, be able to get the whole brim would cover just about cover the two eyes. Uh, and, then we'd have to, and then we'd have to hope that it does block it. <laughs> yeah. I, I was actually going to try to... S Hold on, let me double check because I think I'm pretty fast. Yes, I'm going to run up and try to cover the eyes and hold the hat above it with my hand. How okay. high is the arch? Six or seven the feet, I've got this. The minute you start running towards it, as you come around the corner and you can see the second eye, both of them light up and there's a second of a mm, and then two beams shoot out of the eyes directly towards you. Uh, I've do, got a do I skill. Have an opportunity to dodge. Yes, you do. Okay. Yeah, this this is your dodge versus my effectively like a firearm skill for the laser. Now while they're going off, I want to see if they both focus on the same spot or is, are they parallel? They focus on a particular point. Okay. Right. Roll it. 100. <gasps> oh, oh, okay. Um, I, thought, I thought I was going to be, uh, going to be uh, go the losing party on there because I rolled dead on skill of 80. Do you so, see why we need to discuss these things before we act? <laughs> Right. Um, I'm going to roll 2d6. Right. That's seven points of damage that it does to you. But also, there is an intense pain. Uh, give me a luck roll. 41. That's a pass. Okay. You get to choose where it hits you. Mm. In the butt. <laughs> no. Very edge of your ear. In the hand. <laughs> it can hit the hand. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay, so you, you try to put your arm, um, arm up to deflect, as you said, like that then, and it hits you square in your hand. There is this intense pain that suddenly racks through your body, almost like you've been bitten by a snake. Um, it's almost like feeling venom going through your veins, and you collapse on the ground, curled up in a fetal position, paralysed. Um, mechanically, it's two, uh, two rounds, but for everyone that's looking at you, it's like he just drops and is probably screaming in pain okay. um, at this. I want to run over Grab him by the shirt and slide him back out of the out of the way, and then you're running up. into the way of the laser. No, he's running up to. Yeah, but he's dropped in front of the laser. There. Mm -hmm. If you are running forward, uh, give me a dodge roll. Seventeen out of forty. Mm. <sighs> so that's under half. Got to my get dice, in and get out with him. My dice are fairly consistent. I rolled 79, which is only a regular success. So you dodge 
out of the way of this beam that goes within a couple of inches of you and then just uh, hits the ground. Um, if you want to get out with Johnny in the same go, give me a dex. Your, your choice of dex or strength. Uh, dex. Oh, 69 out of 60. I'll just burn, can, I'll burn the nine, uh, the nine luck. Yeah, yeah. Okay, in which case the beam, say, hits the ground. You grab Johnny and then just spin and drag him back up the, up the ramp. Um, in getting round the corner in time before another salvo would come your way. If I ever do that again, slap me. What the? Well, uh, while that's while that's going on, I reach over and I grab the gun on Magnus's back, his his uh, shotgun, and I pull it like this and I shoot at the crystal. The shotgun's the shotgun's strapped to my leg, but okay, that's fine. <laughs> I grab your leg and I hope yeah. that's your gun. Then I, I fire it right at the crystal. Okay. Uh, if you want to be able to get both of them, because um, at the minute, it's when you see both is when sets it off. But then to see both and shoot at both, it's pretty much the same, the same okay. thing. Um, if you want to go forward and then take a shot, you will be momentarily a target. Well, can so I shoot at just the one, one of them? Yeah, you, you can try. Yeah. Yeah. Just going to shoot. Right. And I got an 18 out of 45. Okay, there is an almighty boom in this confined space. Roll damage. What is it for a shotgun? Given the range, it'll be 2d6. Oh, that's 2d6. A uh, 5 and a 4, 9. Okay. Yeah, you... You wait for the smoke to clear, and well, there's kind of half of a snake's head up there. How about that? Can I do it? A... Take my gun back off him <laughs> and put it back. You got in the plenty. First aid roll on Angel. Yeah, um, if you're actually then, if you're doing first aid, can both you and uh, Johnny both give me sanity rolls, please? You got it. Eleven. Ninety-five. Ooh. Okay. Uh, it sounds like Gerhard passed. <laughs> so it's it's one for Gerhard and a D four for Johnny. As you so really I'm, hmm? I'm gonna use uh, resilient to absorb that. Good. Lucky's your friend. <laughs> um I'm gonna reload my mm -hmm. shotgun. Um and then I'm gonna Listen back up the tunnel to hear if there's anyone coming, and I'm going to listen forward to see if I can hear the snake moving around or breathing or waking up or yeah. Good. Give me a listen roll, and then I'll jump back to Gerhardt and Johnny to what you see. Um, okay. So Gerhardt goes over to administer first aid and has a look at Johnny's hand just as he starts to uh, to come out of his paralysis. Um, maybe it's a bit more of a uh, problem for Johnny because it's his, it's his hand after all. Um, but yeah, the uh, the glove has been burnt away um, in the in the centre of the palm, and then where the beam has hit, and then seems to be where it's spread out, and that feeling of intense pain is now covered in scales. Uh, take a look at this. 
What in God's green earth? My God. I This I have no knowledge of. I don't think so. Right? Uh, um, I'm going to see very carefully if the mechanism still continues to work in some way. Uh, you know, by coming slightly within range and pulling back really quick. And, mm -hmm. um, um, when you poke your head around the corner and see the other part of the eye, um, it does start to light up, but it does seem to be doing it slower. Okay. We but still need to get rid of the other eye, the other, the other crystal. God damn, I want those badly. That, that, what a weapon. How, how tactically uh, perfect are you at a shot, Magnus? Uh, do you think you could shatter the? You think you could shatter the stone face, the head, for, and 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 spare the crystal? Well, unfortunately, uh, the other eye is. I'm going to have to get in the way of the other eye to get to it because it's on the other side. No, the the one eye is completely blown away. Yeah, the the eye that we can see from this angle. To get to the other one, I've got to walk completely into the hallway. Did I hear anything? Well, can't you just like poke around the corner with your gun and go? And then I, I stop you. And I go, someone's behind us. Oh, jeez. I knew we had to take that soldier out. Well, can't uh, you just actually take him out? <laughs> I'm going to bolt past the, the archway. Okay, you're going to make a... Make yeah. a run for it. He yeah, said it's slower. It is, so my skill effectively halves. So if you want to make a dodge roll to dive on through the arch. Yeah, I've got a 13, which is, um, yeah, it's an extreme. Okay. Uh, even with my half skill now, that would be a regular success, but that will be the regular. So you are able to dive on through the arch with these beams go all the beam one beam now going directly overhead and hitting the ground where you were a fraction of a second ago okay see if so there's I'm, some I'm, sort I'm, of see if there's some sort of mechanism to turn it off on that I'm side sorry, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stop real quick do i hear the snake moving or anything is there anything going on in the room that i'm in now there's the echo of the sound of you moving around that's still reverberating off this immensely big chamber that you're in. Um, your torchlight probably doesn't even catch the ceiling, um, but ahead of you, you can see the the outline, or at least the base of what looks to be this large, this large dais that goes okay. up into the dark. But no, you can't hear any movement. Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump up to the archway from behind. And with one arm, kind of pull myself up, like a, you know, pull up. And then mm -hmm. I'm going to use my knife with my other hand to gouge the gem out. Gotcha. Yep. Give me a dex roll. Okay. Um, oh, nice. That is a 50. Um, that is a regular pass. Okay. You get the knife in the right corner and then pop and it lands on the ground. Ah, I'm going for that jewel. Um, I've got down and I've picked it up. <laughs> Give me the fucking jewel. <laughs> I could make that into a super weapon. This, this is the kind of thing that definitely from a weird science perspective would be the great focal component of something like a death ray. 
What are you going to do with it? Was there a person behind us, you guys? Yeah, he's coming. There is. We'll, we'll get That's him. That's what I'm saying. Get through here. Get through here. So can, um, we, I'm gonna... can we focus on that? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to give the um, the the gym to Odd. Um, and I said, you. look at it later. Look at it later. I'm going to look um, at it later. Did I ever get my first aid roll off on Johnny? Yeah. Um, yeah, you can you can succeed on that or definitely roll on it. Here, I've got some salve in my pack. You can put that on your hand. It'll make you feel a little better. 52. I'm good, just going to spend the, the luck. I have 45. Uh, that will give Johnny back one point. All right. This is what I want you to do. Uh, Gerhard and Odd, you, you two on that side of the arch. Me and, me and Angel on this side. Keep low, keep quiet, and we'll wait for whoever this is behind us to All come right. on up. Look, I'll explain this part to you later, but watch out for these little babies. And I'm going to take another handful of those things and throw them where they're all over the floor where the thing is, if it's coming in. Just, that should distract them. I hand one to, uh, I hand one to Magnus. Okay. They're, uh, Ask Gerhaus pointed out in a message very, uh, very correctly. 1D3, not just one point. It's where you roll one and it ends up being one. <laughs> okay, and so then we're just going to sit tight um, until uh, we hear who is ever coming behind us approaching. Um, Magnus, or in fact everyone who's listening, can give me a listen check to see if you can hear anything more. I failed that. I got a three. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, 28, pass. All right. You have probably a few tense moments of just waiting to see if there's any sound coming further up, uh, further up the tunnel. And odd with the, with the exceptionally low roll, um, here's what seems to be a stone tumble. And it reminds you of uh, Gerhardt's little pile of stones by the front, end, uh, by the front entrance. Whoever's up there has basically gone um, has gone up the ramp through the door, knocked over a stone, which is the same thing that Magnus heard, and is still lingering by the entrance. They're not coming down. They're not coming so, down. They're up by the entrance. Has he stepped on your tax yet? Apparently not. I, I swear he yeah, would be screaming like if he did. Them. Yeah. Well, give give me a luck roll. A seventeen. That's good for us tonight. All right. In which case, let me have a quick look. So your, it was an ant you left, yes? Correct. A number of them, yeah. So that will be... A quick roll for him to see if he is able to do that. Um, with your three, you will probably hear an, uh, the kind of swish of the ant activate, but there is no sound of any corresponding cry. That's not right. Something's wrong there. Why? It's not human. Well, we knew that. Well, remember the other soldiers, they had cuts on them and weren't attending to them. 
Yeah, but um, uh, that's really fucking hurt. You All step right. on one of those. Unless they're wearing a the body uh, suit. You guys uh, just chill here for a second. Keep out of sight. I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with this bloody snake. Big one. I'm gonna. I'm what? Gonna, all by yourself? Yeah. Let him go. I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna like slowly, kind of watching where I walk and try and get some light as best I can, to walk up to the towards the dais to see if I can see if the snake's on it in it. Like you know what the situation is. Okay. You cross over a fair bit of open ground with dark just to the left and right and above you, uh, with everyone else's torches safe behind. As you walk closer to this thing, you realize the dice itself is carved, almost to resemble a coiled snake that goes round and round and round up to a flat top where the head meets the, uh, meets the front of a flat area where there's a throne that's um, stood right at the top. Sat on the throne, it looks like there's someone up there. Um, you can see a headdress, you can see a head you're looking down and robes um, red with um, the glint of gold occasionally across it. The figure is not moving. It definitely looks like there's, say, the snake itself that's wrapped around the dice almost seems like it's made of stone, that it's it's not moving. If anything, it might you might even think it's fossilized. It doesn't seem alive at all. Um, each one, each kind of rung is about four or five foot tall. So you can climb, you can clamber up it with a degree of effort. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna kind of quietly quietly yell back. Just you know, to to in a way, Johnny. When you saw in your vision, was there a snake, a stone snake wrapped around the dais? Uh, it was more, it was more in it, like in the thing. But there's a chair, a throne. Yeah, I can see the throne. It Maybe looks like someone, someone's sit sitting up in the, in the throne. Right. So the vision was correct. Other than the fact that there's what looks like a giant stone snake wrapped around the dais, but I've seen some weird stuff and something tells me this isn't a stone snake and this is the guardian. And if I touch it, it's going to move. It's going to... Well, try it. Or maybe I should, because now I have snake scales on my palm. Yeah, do you want me to cut that off? No. I don't even right. know if it's... I don't... Is it spreading? If you take, your, uh, take the glove off, it's almost wrapped itself. The scales wrap themselves around the back of your hand. So the whole of that side of your hand is scales, but that side isn't. Oh, shit. I'm turning into a snake. Do you want me to cut your hand off? No, I don't want you to cut my fucking hand off. Okay. Does it itch? Doesn't feel like anything anymore. It just. All right, boys. Brace yourself. 
and I'm gonna leap and start climbing. I'm trying to climb up the the dais, and I'm 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 prepared for the stone snake mm -hmm. to start to move. Okay. You clamber up the kind of jump and clamber up the first rung, and as you do pull your hands away, you come away with almost this fine dust or powder yeah. off your hands, um, making you suddenly realize this isn't so much stone, but this is more like plaster. When you dive, dive up the second rung, can I have a dex check, please? You sure can. 22. That is a uh, hard pass. Okay. In which case then, when the ground suddenly moves underneath your feet and you're thrown off, um, you're able to roll with it and then land on the ground. Um, the rest of you can see at the, uh, the edge of your vision with the, uh, with the torches pointing in his direction that the whole dais seems to twist and turn and uncoil as this giant snake, say described about 100 foot long and easily about six, uh, five to six foot thick, starts to uncoil and break off the, uh, the plaster cover that was covering it, making it look like it was stone. Its mouth or its body rears up and opens its mouth in this giant gasp and just, it's a hiss that sounds like a roar that just echoes and reverberates around the whole chamber. Can I have a sanity roll from everyone, please? Yeah, so you shouldn't have used all those grenades up. I, I've got a whole bandolier of grenades. Uh, pass. You seem to have so many weapons attached to your body, it's the one you can walk. Uh, that is a pass. Everybody passed? Yep. Um, okay, only one point. Okay, um, this thing is not going to stand around on ceremony. It is going to initiate combat. So, it goes, actually, not first in the round. Uh, uh, Johnny, you are up on 95. Now, the mouth is huge, and it's open right now. Is that correct? It's oh. oh, yeah. It's It's open, and it looks like it's about to try and just, well... Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it away. Um, it's looking in Magnus's direction, kind of like with a dinner expression on its face. Is there some room between it and Magnus, the mouth and Magnus? At the minute, yeah, because it's reared up and is about to basically try and dive down and bite him or swallow him whole in this round. I'm going to pull the pin, and I'm going to try to sling a grenade into that mouth. <laughs> give me a throw roll. Uh, this will be versus its dodge. It does not want to swallow whatever someone is throwing at it. 38 on 20. I'll burn 18. Okay. <laughs> um, it fails. <laughs> so there is a boom as it just this little pineapple sized grenade goes right down its, uh, right down its throat. Roll me 4d10. That was my plan as well. <laughs> Whole bandolier of grenades down its cob. <laughs> 24. 24. 
Okay, I'll do some maths now. That's for turning my hand into a snake. 24, you said, yeah? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, there is a thud that you hear somewhere inside its mass. Um, probably somewhere fairly close to the floor that you see the interior just bulge for a second. It sways. And then Magnus is up on 90. Okay. Now, so what's it doing? Is it back, like, mouth open at me? It, it looks like it's going to try and dive on top. Well, not dive on top of you, but basically gobble you up. Is there any way for me to, when it does that, try and dive in and dodge the fangs? It doesn't look as though it's going to try and um, try and bite you. It's literally it's going to try and swallow you whole. Um, yeah, I'm going to pull my blade out and try and get swallowed by the snake. Okay. Um, in which case, then you are basically prepping and, hold, and holding your action by the sound of it. Yeah. Right. It goes next on decks of eighty. It's going to try and swallow you. Yes. I take it that you're just standing there and being ready to say, hey, bring it. Let's dance. 52 is a success, Gus. Yep, it comes down. So the rest of you see this snake rear up. So it wobbles slightly from the explosion inside it and then just dives down and gobbles him up whole. Um, you can see this bulge then start going down its throat and from the inside. Magnus, now what are we going to tell Connor? Wait for it. Wait for it, Adi. Wait for it. There's something beautiful about to happen. That crazy mm. bastard. <laughs> well, um, you automatically take 1d10 damage. That's the, uh, the slight downside. I'm going to use Tough Guy, which makes me take 5. Okay. Yep. It was going to be 7, so you can take, uh, take, you can take that. Yep. And I'll take, what is it, I'm, I'm using luck, I'd lose luck? Uh, no, you uh, use 10 luck to ignore 5 hit points of damage in one round. Yeah, so I'll do that. Okay. Uh, you can start in 5 seconds. we got to get him. This, this is a combination of, as you're going down its gullet, you're being burnt by stomach acid, and yeah. you obviously feel that there's, there's definitely not much air in here. And it is just the thing is squeezing the life out of you as you're down inside it. At least one benefit, a bit like the grenade. There's no armor on the inside. Yeah. I'm just hacking and slashing any movement I can get with my knife. Um, I've kind of, when I jumped in, I kind of reached down to my leg as well. So I've kind of got my trigger on my, on my shotgun. So I'm just pulling that twice to some blast some holes and gouging with the blade. Okay, uh, mechanically it will be one or the other. So which, let's go knife. Uh, one. Okay, let's go my knife. I, that'd be easier for me to. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's, it was the one thing you said you were holding on to. And and cut a hole. I'm trying to gouge a hole through the body, so obviously <laughs> I can get out. Uh, you you can't help but hit it because you're right you're right inside it. But mm. I'm going to ask for a fighting brawl roll. I won't oppose it because it okay. can't really dodge being you being in it. 
but it's to see whether you get an impale because that will then affect the damage that you do. Okay. Seven. Oh, seven. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that will be the, your weapon for your knife. That will be 1d6 plus 2 plus the damage bonus. My damage bonus, I believe I have one. Let me double check. Yes, one uh, plus one. Oh, damage bonus, 1d4. Yeah, so, so it'd be if it's die type, not a, a flat number. Yeah, so, so that, that was 2d6. Yeah, so it'll be a d6 plus two plus damage bonus. But okay. then because you've got an impale, it will be max plus the roll. So six, eight, and then... Then you don't you don't roll the damage bonus for, as a max. So that's eight before you roll the dice. Okay, so eight, uh, three, so eight, okay. eight ten, eleven. So another, another three, and then what's the damage bonus roll? Um, my damage bonus was was three on the damage bonus. Oh, okay. Right. And the d six for the d six is a five. Okay, a lot. So eight plus five becomes thirteen, plus the two becomes fifteen, plus the three eighteen in total from the from the inside. Out. Okay, that'll be enough of uh, enough for you to make a hole to uh, to slash your way out from. So yeah, there is a in that second of gulp, you can see it starts to go down the uh, go down the throat, then. The tip of a blade comes out and starts to slide down, the, uh, slide down its throat, and he slides back out, Ugh. landing covered in goo and looking a little bit worse for wear. This this thing does yell and scream at that and starts to get a thrash in the air. Uh, odd is up on seventy-five. Um, if I had a weapon of any kind, I think I did. Um, I'm actually when when the snake starts moving, I'm gonna pull back against the wall over near the archway, and I figure these guys have the snake handled. I can run up the, the whole thing if I need to get away, but there's somebody coming down those those stairs, so I'm gonna wait right here, just in case somebody comes down. I'm gonna shoot them in the head if they come through the thing, but I'm watching. So I'm kind of in a in a corner next to the archway, watching what's going on. I think you certainly can't hear anything come uh, like running or at least making their way blatantly down the tunnel behind you. Okay. So there's nothing. In, there's no immediate threat coming from that way. Okay. And Gerhard on sixty. Yeah, I was going to do something similar to Odd. So whatever side of the arch is on, I'm on the other. But I take out my my uh, Mauser nineteen twelve. And I just level it and shoot at the snake. Okay. Um, you get a bonus die. Actually, that's something that um, won't so much help for going throwing grenades down the throat because it's a relatively small target. But because this thing is huge, when you're just doing a regular attack, you do get a bonus die because it's so big. All right. Uh, 41 on the first and 41 on the second. Okay. In which case, for all damage. Uh, 1d10 plus 2. 8 plus 2 is 10. Okay. The bullet pings off its scales. So you, you, have, 
you know mechanically this thing has at least 10 points of armor. But not on the inside. <laughs> Gerhardt, I called dibs on some of those scales when we're done here. Oh, absolutely. If we could penetrate it. And <laughs> we're back up to the top of the round. Johnny. <clears throat> the... Looks like I'm going to, best I can do is throw the other. All I've got is the two grenades. One went down its throat. The other's going also. Now you've cut a hole in it, Magnus. Big enough for a man to come out of. How exposed is that hole? Uh, mechanically, it's going to be a luck roll. If, well, if you get it, obviously the grenade inside the mouth, you then have to follow it up with a luck roll so it doesn't roll out and land right at Magnus's feet. Oh, shit. We just stuck it in the hole. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to run. Sh ah, I don't know what to do at this point. You know what? I'm not going to do any. I'm going to turn and start making my way back up to the top. Magnus has got this. I'm going to turn and I'm going to run as fast as I can back up towards the top where I heard the guy coming in and I'll have my pistol drawn. Oh, jeez, dude. Um, in which case, you'll be able to start running. Um, it wasn't too far, um, too long ago in your, in your memory. You will not just run through the carpet of snakes, but you'll realize, I'm going to clamber over all that going back the other way now. Well, before that happens, as he comes running towards the archway, I'm going to attempt to grab him and keep him from, and, and stop him in his tracks. Okay, uh, that will be then a, uh, probably Johnny's dodge versus odds fighting brawl. Five. 84. And as I'm trying to grab you, I yell, the ants. Oh, shit. That's gotta be right at the top. Well, there's also all over the right. bottom of the, I yeah. threw them in the, in the archway. Oh, there is that, yeah. Well, in which case, uh, Johnny can give me another dodge roll. Otherwise, they're going to go off. 53 on 47, I'll burn six luck. Okay, in which case, you're able to dive out of the way of them. So that um, you don't end up stepping on these things. They, they look pretty sharp. To say the least. But at least you don't step on them. Yeah, but then you'll say you're running up the tunnel. Remember there's more at the top. <laughs> right, row to Magnus. Um, so am I still kind of near the hole that I made? Yeah, you kind of flopped on the ground in front of it. Cool. Um, I'm going to pull my bandolier off, pull a pin, and shove the bandolier into the hole. Oh, okay. Uh, this is going to be an opposed dex roll then. To okay. see if you can, because this thing ain't going to just stand still. It's going to yeah, be moving around. Yeah. That is going to be a 24, which is a hard pass. Okay, I have got 75 points of luck to spend. I am going to spend some of it. 
I'm going to... I'll also spend luck to make it an extreme, then. <laughs> okay, I will burn it down to one. So I'm going to, off my 67, that will give me eight luck left. So my luck, I'm going to take that down. So 24. I'm spending five luck to make it an extreme. Okay, do you want to go any lower? Because at the minute, it's got a critical, which means an extreme. So I'm gonna to go to one. Is, you need to get to one. Yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. Okay, there is this tense moment of you, uh, it writhing around, you trying to find an angle to thrust your hand in, thinking time's counting down, that, that pin's gonna, it's gonna blow, it's gonna blow. And then finally, ramming it home. Do you want to give me a dex roll to see if you can get out of the way um, and get out of the last radius? <laughs> yes. Um, 32, which is a uh, hard pass. Okay. I think, considering that it's going to be explosives going off almost in a chain reaction inside this thing, yeah. Um, roll me 8d10, and if you don't manage to get all its hit points in that go, then something's gone very, very, very wrong. 8d10. Okay, first one is a 3. Second one is a 5. Third one is another 5. Fourth one, 10. Fifth one, 6. Sixth one, two. Yeah, you've got you've got it by that point. Okay, sweet. Um, there is an again an almighty thud, and then just this these long lines of cuts that start opening up. All it literally gets torn apart from the inside. It roars and then slumps, and as it hits the ground, it almost tears itself in two. The one half going in one direction, the other half just coiled and laid at your feet. I'm going to slump to the ground in like a seating position and just sort of like pant and try and get some of the slime off me and just sort of like compose myself a bit. Mm -hmm. You guys okay? It. I can't believe he killed it. Excellent. That was crazy. Uh, Angel went up top to try to kill whoever's coming in. Very I don't think I need to leave these on the ground anymore. I'm going to start picking up the ants. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to... Uh, uh, has anyone got any water? There you go. Thanks. So, if the snake was coiled around and it was covered in plaster... What's left? It's What's underneath? It's essentially a smaller, almost step pyramid that then fits the grooves that the snake was lying in. So it still gives you grooves that you can then clamber up, but then you can get to the top. Wow. So yeah, you can see that they're definitely a throne with this slumped figure, head bowed on the top. Although for our last scene for the evening, Johnny is running uh, far up enough up ahead. Having clambered across the carpet of snakes, you don't have to worry about making a roll to get across uh, across it again on the other side. Um, 
you run further past the blade trap, which is still jammed so that you can see the blade, you, you, you dart past them. And then you are approaching the surface where you can definitely hear there is, there's definitely someone moving around. All right. So I'm going to, I'll slow down my run once I, once I realize that I'm close to him. I'm going to slow down my run and I'm going to try to kind of ease my way around and get the drop on him, them. Okay, this will be a stealth roll versus my spot hidden. Eighty-one. I failed. Okay. In which case, you get round the um, you get round the corner and be able to get a good view on them, just to be able to see two figures silhouetted by the light. Um, looking in your direction. One of them has a gun out in front of them, pointed in your direction. Um, but the person holding the gun looks a lot like Connor. And you just, in that, in that fraction of a second, as you realize that's Connor pointing a gun at me, see this figure dressed in a very tattered uh, soldier's uniform um, with so it looks like a captain's uniform with a uh, with a peaked cap. Lean in and casually say uh, to Connor, whisper, or oh, no, it's like a stage whisper, whispering he's here, shoot your friend now. He pulls the trigger. And we'll leave it there tonight. Shit. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, our players include John Byram, Morgan Llewellyn, Jason Melnichok, Zane Fleming, and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a ritual listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. We have a new patron. Christian Kinman has pledged $3 a month. Let's give him a hand. Thank you so much, Christian. If you would like to support our show, please visit our account, our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.